from here to there. We cannot go unless we change and start to grow. Welcome to Lead, Sell, Grow, a show that helps you amplify your leadership, grow your sales, and take your life to the next level, all while being human. Here are your hosts, Eric Konovalov and Harry Spate. <laughs> hey, welcome back everybody to another episode of Lead, Sell, Grow, the Human Experience podcast. I am with my man, Harry Spate today, and we have an amazing guest for you as well. But before we get into that, if this is the only place you hear us on, you're missing out. We're having some awesome conversations in our Facebook group. It's called Lead, Sell, Grow, the Human Experience Tribe. And I invite you to come join us in that group. You owe it to yourself to lead, sell, and grow a little bit better than you're doing now. So you got to surround yourself with pe with people who are in the same mindset. All right, that's my sales pitch for the day. Harry, take it away, man. Who do we have today for? <laughs> Eric Conavala, what is the good word? We have a great guest, uh, network champion, if you will, the world-renowned John Carr coming up from Palm Beach County. Uh, I've known John for a number of years now, and if you know John, everybody knows John. Uh, so John's, just to get an idea of his background and getting involved with chambers and networking and nonprofit boards, it's like John is part of all of them. So think of Palm Beach North Chamber. He was the chair there. Stewart Chamber, Chamber of the Palm Beaches, St. Lucie County Chamber. He's been on the Business Development Board. He is the owner of a networking group called Elite Business Associates. He serves on the board for 211 of Palm Beach and the JRC Charitable Foundation and Kayla Cares for Kids. So John knows a thing or two about networking and he was so busy. We said, John, please give us a little time. And uh, he was gracious enough to come onto the show. So welcome, John Carr. Welcome, uh, John. Thank you. What an introduction. Thank you. Is any of that stuff true? Come on now. I, I could have put more on there, but I figured, you know, you said brief. Yeah, exactly. I know <laughs> that it is a list and list because, I mean, how long have you been involved with Chambers and networking? How many years does that go back for you? Probably 30, 30 years. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, what? Maybe, uh, maybe, so I don't want to give think, my age away, but at least 30. Yeah, yeah. So more than 10. Yeah. More than <laughs> So I started when I was 10, right? Yes, exactly. So John, we thought it'd be great to have you on because networking obviously was great and has been great and continues to be great for your business. Um, I was hoping that you might be able to share some insights as to why you got started and you know what value you saw in it, what made you con continue in the path of networking and be involved with nonprofits and chambers and so forth. So is that too many questions? Because I think there was about eight in there. So what got you started with networking? Uh, my love for cold calling got me started with networking. <laughs> um, you know, I, first of all, thanks guys for having me on. I greatly appreciate it. I think it's an honor to be on here. So thanks so much for having me. Um, I, I think that Look, the, the truth of the matter is I loved cold calling. That's that's I'm not kidding when I say that most people <laughs> think you're insane, but I really did enjoy cold calling. However, you know, my closing ratios were okay at profit margins were okay. But then when I started networking and getting referrals, profit margins went up, closing ratios went up, 
Um, so I think there's like three different levels. Like if, it, if it's a call in or a lead, right? Someone calls in, mm -hmm. the ratios are less, your closing ratios are less and your profit margins are less. And then it's in the middle, it was, is the cold calling and then the most was for when you were doing networking. So I first was introduced to networking up in Daytona at a little small chamber called the New Smyrna Beach Chamber and the Port Orange Chamber of Commerce. And the people I worked for, I was selling copiers up there and they said, here, here's some business cards, go cold call. And I was like, okay, that's great. And then 30 days later, they said, all right, well, you've been here for 30 days. So go to this chamber event. And I thought, this is fantastic. And all I did was go there to drink is essentially what it was. I was, you know, drink and eat free. I was like, this is kind of cool. And uh, they said, yeah, you're not getting anything out of this. We're going to cancel our membership. And I'm like, how am I going to eat dinner? twice a month, man. I they can't cancel this stuff. Like it's important to me. So they said, well, you need to show us where you're going to get a value out of it. So I really came up with a plan. Then it has since evolved. Um, I mean, it wasn't that simple, but you know, my plan was to go meet people that I could sell to. And I learned really quick that that plan was not a great plan because that's what everyone else was doing. So that was <laughs> kind of my introduction to networking and, uh, I don't so know the, the key word know, was you know. uh, the key phrase is that you were looking for people to sell to. That's right. And I don't know if, how many people picked up on that, but what, what That's had right. to change there? Well, I was just like every other salesperson in the room. I there was, you know, when you go out and you network, you got to be different. And I wasn't different. I was just, uh, other than being vertically challenged, right. Other than that, they're like, oh, okay. You know, you weren't, I wasn't getting anywhere with these people. And a matter of fact, there was some attorneys in that area that were like, oh, not another one of you guys. And, uh, you know, I'm going back to probably 1996, I guess it was. And they just did not, you know, really want to deal with me. Um, and then when I worked for my father, first started getting into networking, I was just at the chamber, really just. To, because my dad told me to, so I wasn't doing anything. And then when I realized that chambers were great, but that I needed to expand it. But the biggest piece was not to sell at the events. And it didn't take me long to figure that out, that I just needed to like kind of relax and get to know people. Yeah, that's great. And I'm sure you see old school mentality um, front and center at a lot of these events though, don't you, where people are trying to sell and give out their cards and say, if you need anything, give me a call. Is that still going on? Every day. Yeah. Um, and actually when people ask me for my card, I like to have fun with it. I, I don't know if it was, gosh, this was a long time ago. I was in an event with a bunch of people from HDI and I said, this guy, this lady came up and she says, can I have your business card? And I said, sure. Well, you know, but what are you going to do with that card? Like, if I give you my card, what are you going to do with it? And she didn't know what to do. It's like she kind of paused and it's like, well, what, what, what do you mean? And I said, well, I'll give you my card, but I want to know what you're going to do with it. Like, wh wh where does it go from here? And, and she says, well, my boss told me to collect as many cards as I can. And I said, perfect. And I gave him my card and I said, tell your boss to call me because I got a better idea for him. So you don't waste your time doing this anymore. <laughs> and uh, her boss called me. <laughs> yeah. And was that for, uh, I'm assuming that wasn't for copier sales at that point? No, at that point I was already at uh, my consulting firm. I had started my consulting firm doing sales training and networking training. Okay. Gotcha. So this so, is where it gets, and so this what, is where it gets interesting. 
I'm sorry. Go ahead, Harry. Yeah. So what got you? I mean, so when you said it didn't take you long to figure it out, was there some kind of mentor, someone that you observed that you said, hey, this person it gets it and I, I need to be more like that? No, it, I really, you know, I read a lot of books um, and, and I picked up a little bit from all of them, you know, but it was never one that really I said, hey, this is the way I have to do it. Um, what I what I realized real quick was that people didn't want to buy from me at the chamber event. <clears throat> they weren't going to buy from me at a chamber event. And then my then I so I switched my goal to just setting appointments with people that could buy from me, like my prospects. That wasn't working really well because everyone else was doing that as well. So it, it it was really a over a period of time that it got to a point where, hey, this isn't working. So how can I get referred into these people? Instead of me trying to set appointments there with the people that I'm trying to sell to, I totally switched it because I was really frustrated. Now, I wasn't getting anywhere. Um, and what I did was I switched it to where, hey, now I'm going to call on the people that call on my clients. So at that time, when I was selling you know, copiers and such, I knew that I needed to talk to IT people. I needed to talk to phone people. And believe it or not, I was talking to people that used to deliver water. And I was setting up appointments with them and then they would get me the appointments inside. And that was a big shift for me. And I wish I could sit here and say, yeah, it was so-and-so that taught me that, but it really wasn't. It was, it was just, I was really frustrated that um, this was not going well. Like it just seemed like, you know, like most people say, I got nothing out of networking. I never got any mm -hmm. business. Well, the other part of that was giving back, right? Like passing the referrals back. You know, you can, there's a lot of takers in this world. I can't stand takers. I'll go on the record and say that somebody that just <laughs> taking referrals and, you know, they just want to know what's in it for them and not nothing reciprocal. Uh, I'll only play that game once or twice with somebody. I'll give you a referral and it's got to be reciprocal. There's got to be a back and forth. And I'm not saying one for one, you know, the industry right. that I'm in now, you know, um, at our, in our industries in the construction industry and storm restoration industry, a lot of these first party lawyers and public adjusters, they'll say, we'll do one for one. And I'm like, look, if you're looking for a one for one, I'm not your guy, but I'll, I'll say, I'll go out and look for you the best I can to find a referral for you. But if you give me a referral, I'm not going to not give you one because you didn't give me one. So there, I don't like scorecards, but I do think right. it's important to make sure that you guys are reciprocal, you know, I don't know if yeah, that makes absolutely. any sense. Yeah, absolutely. No, it makes so sense. you, so how are you applying this in uh, your construction business now as far as networking goes? It's the same. It's just the different people that I'm talking to. That's what, that's what I think like a lot of people try to make it complicated. Networking is not complicated and it's not really, when it comes to the networking piece of it, it's not that complicated and it's not where it's so industry specific. In other words, there are certain people that I need to target and those are the people that are calling on my clients. So once I define who that is, who's calling on the same clients as me, that's who I try to meet with. That's who I mingle with. That's who I build relationships with so we can get referred in. Um, and, and that's it. Now, when it comes to the sales process, I, it, it, it does get a little more where you got to get it dialed in per industry. But for networking, um, that's why the networking was the easiest thing for me to train. That's what I started um, when I started my sales training company was all just networking because that was so simple. And I knew it, right? And then I was very, very successful. I was very successful at sales, but I, I didn't have that niche yet of which industry, because that you do need to have. I, in my opinion, sales training, you do need some experts in that industry itself. 
Got it. So do you believe um, net, like most of the most of your business should come from referrals? Is that the goal? Yeah, I don't want to ever have to cold call again. <laughs> you know, I just don't. I mean, I liked it, and but it's the, the your closing ratio is different, right? And you spend yeah. so much time out there. So yeah, hundred percent. I will tell you, in the, in the restoration industry, I didn't cold call once in Hurricane Irma um, when we worked that storm, and I can tell you that I did about ten times, maybe even twenty times, the business than we did in Hurricane Matthew. In Hurricane Matthew, I did nothing but cold call for sixty days straight with five salespeople. It was awful. Right. I mean, it was just, it was brutal. When I say it was awful, meaning like you're out there working your tail off. Um, but all those were, so here's what's perfect. A cold call in hurricane Matthew introduced me to a referral partner. That's what I call them referral partners. These are people that I build relationships with that we have an understanding that we're going to refer business back and forth to each other. That's are in the kind of like-minded client. So I met a person during hurricane Matthew. During Hurricane Irma, all we did was pass referrals back and forth. I don't even think they needed a cold call either because between the two of us, we did so much business, all referrals. I didn't cold call once. That's pretty cool. So let me ask you this question. If you started with networking, I mean, it was pre-social media and social media marketing, right? I mean, essentially referrals are... uh, you're getting people who are calling on the same buyers you're selling to. They're making an introduction. It's warm. Hopefully that person trusts them. So you, you're coming in trusted. But now with social media, you can literally put out valuable content and make yourself known directly to that buyer um, without ever making a call to them. So how do you think, like if you had to start over again, how would you do it? with social media being around? I, I probably wouldn't change a thing except make sure my social media presence was there and solid and we're working on it at our company to make it better. I think it always has to be evolving, but look there, you can do all, and hopefully I don't upset too many people here, but I think you can do all the social media you want. You can do all the advertising you want. Nothing beats a personal introduction and a referral. So if you still work that now, it is a little easier. I can tell you, I go on, uh, I'm not, I'm not endorsing them, but I will tell you, I've done a lot of work through LinkedIn and LinkedIn has been great for me to, but really I look at LinkedIn. I'll say, Oh, look, Harry knows that guy too. So I'll call Harry and say, Harry, um, I see that, you know, Joe from ABC company. How well do you know him? Cause like I might have, I don't know what do I have like 5,000 people I know, but how many do I really know is maybe a thousand, maybe 2000. I don't know. Uh, the exact number, but the bottom line is I, I would utilize it there, but nothing really changes where you still build relationships. It's all about relationships. And I think that's where people miss this. The biggest problem with social media and emails is if we lose that connection. We lose the, the, the relationship building piece of it. And that, that worries me a little bit. I think that yeah. that's, you know, as our buyers, right, as the younger generation, as they start become, that's when we guys, we might have to change the way we do business because we are still selling to people who aren't all in on that, right? Right. Well, you know, yeah. it's funny. You don't have to go to a network event and say, I'm not a bot. However, you do see that right. on social, right? You get these requests and, you know, someone's saying, I'm not a bot. So uh, the obvious is that, 
it's become a lot, a lot less personal than doing what you've done over the years, what you continue to do. I think it just expands it. Like I, I think that uh, I don't think I'll ever change the way that I try to build my relationships, build my referral partnership relationships that I have and then grow from that. But I think that the, the best piece of the social media for me is more of the credibility, helps you build the credibility and some branding. Um, that's how, oh, it's the only way I would change it. I, w- I really wouldn't change my method as far as still trying to connect with people on a personal level. Yeah. So talk to us about your process, like for, for building a relationship. So you go to an event, you meet somebody new, what do you have like a step-by-step process? I mean, obviously you want to take it offline, maybe meet up for coffee. What do you do? What do you say? Yeah. I, well, first thing I want to do is try to figure out whether they're a taker or not. Right. (laughs) Um, and I, and I hate to say that, but that's just the truth. Like it got to a point where my process was I'll meet with everybody and anybody and then weed it out from there. And then after about a year or two of doing that, I realized, man, I need to weed some of this stuff out before I even meet with them because I was like coffee and lunch. And, and I did tell you, or I will tell you that I did figure out real quick, it's better to have coffee. I can get out quicker um, if I don't want to be there. And then and if it's a great gig, I can still stay for a few minutes more or whatever, and then reschedule another meeting. So the process is pretty simple. When I go up to somebody, um, I'll say, obviously, you know, you say hello to them and you introduce yourself. Um, I'll ask them, you know, what is it that they do for a living? And I'll listen to them. And if they talk for 30 minutes, then I know that I probably won't meet with them again because then they're not interested (laughs) in anything that I have to say uh, because it's got to be reciprocal. It's not all about me, but it's about both of us. Um, and then if they say, you know, this is what I do, what do you do, John? And then we start having that conversation back and forth. Um, I'll know based on, and everybody should know who first, the most important thing is who else calls on your clients. That's what you need to know. Whoever calls on your clients is the most important thing. Once you know that when you're talking to them, you know, how important it is for you to meet with them outside. Now I'm not saying rule everybody out, but that puts them on top of the list. So for me in this business, now that I'm in, you know, I want to meet with public adjusters and what we call first party lawyers. So those are lawyers that work for the insured, right? So they represent the insured. And so if I'm talking with somebody and they say, oh, I'm a public adjuster, um, I'll meet with them. Now I'll even meet with insurance agents, even though a lot of agents don't like what we do for a living, right? They'll say, oh, you know, you're trying to take advantage of the insurance company. No, we're trying to get the insurance company to pay what's rightfully owed. But I, I have, believe it or not, I have six insurance agents right now that send me business. Unheard of. Now it's unheard of, but they know we're going to do the right thing for the insured. So yeah. you got to figure out who you who you want to talk to at these events. Um, better yet, if you know who's going to be at the event, man, I I, I was I always targeted, and I guess they call it profiling, and I don't care. I, if I, if I'm going to a networking event, I'm profiling because I want to figure out who it is that I can help. Okay. And that's one of the first questions I'll ask somebody, Hey, who's a good referral for you? And they usually will say anybody. And I hate that. Right. I really Mm do. I I don't like that because that doesn't help me. You know, if you said to me, John, who's a good referral for you. And and I would just come right out and say, you know, somebody that, you know, that owns some commercial buildings, those are great referrals for me. See, it's not just anybody, you know, like a chiropractor. He's like, anybody with a spine. Oh, well, come on, give me a break. (laughs) You know, he used to drive me crazy. He thought he was funny, but I thought he yeah. didn't. Then he came to me and said, I don't get any referrals. Well, that's because you're not specific. 
Right. So that was really my process. And once I realized, okay, we're having a conversation. Listen, that conversation can be five minutes, can be 10 minutes. And then, then I'll say, hey, listen, it sounds like we might be able to help each other. If it's okay with you, do you think it makes sense for us to get together, maybe have some coffee to see if we can, you know, maybe pass some referrals and learn more about each other? And that's it. It's that simple. I, I'm telling you, like a lot of people make this stuff complicated. Then you write it down. And then the key is you follow up. Most people don't follow up. You know how many times people have said to me, oh, John, I heard about you. I want to meet you. And then I say, sure, here's my card. Call me. I don't care because 90% of them don't call. They don't, there's no follow up. Yeah. Follow up. Yeah. yeah. That's a, you don't know what to do with it. Why do you think general, that is? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think <laughs> they don't follow up? Well, I think one is they try to get too many people. Right. So when I would go to an event, two, that's all I wanted, man. I just, mm -hmm. didn't, I knew I could follow up with two people. I can't follow up with five. So if I met you, Eric, at an event, and I had already promised three people I'm going to follow up with them. Unless you were like really in my target, right? You were like new. I gotta gotta meet this guy, Eric. I, I wouldn't tell you I'll follow up with you um, because I know I can't. You know what am I going to do? I, I just I was at a conference. I got to follow up with five people. That's a lot, right? That's a lot for me. Most people are like only five, but that's because they have to be legitimate follow ups. Right. You know? And now with email it makes it a little easier. But I personally like that phone call. So and now I do, do an email and phone call. Okay, cool. So what's your talk track? People are listening. They probably suck at, you know, networking. Everybody <laughs> gets in there. You see a circle. Actually, before we get into that, yeah. what what do you do? Right? I've asked this before. We had we had someone who's like a networking guru. And what do you do? You come into a new event. You don't know anybody. Right? It's your first time there, and everybody's huddled in their circles. What's your what's your strategy there? I find that. That really, it depends. Like I find the guy or woman that looks the most important. That's just the bottom line. You know, I want to know who's the most important person in the room, you know, and how do you that's judge who that? I want to go to. You can tell by how many people are talking to them and going up to them. And, and then sometimes that's the top track. I'll say, Eric, I'm John Carr. I have no idea what you do, but geez, everybody wants to meet you. So I figured I'd join the party and that's all you need, right? Cause you're going to laugh and then we'll have a conversation, you know? Um, but you know, those there's, look, there's clicks everywhere. There's click in networking groups. There's clicks in chambers. I don't care what, and they'll say, our chamber doesn't have any clicks. And I'll be like, yeah, okay, sure. I'll, <laughs> I'll point the click out for you within three minutes of me being at an event. Um, there's always clicks. My job is to get in that click and which click do I want to be part of? Because it is, that's what it is. Like high school. It's just, we're yeah. older and we're doing business. That's all it is. You know, I, that's why when I was in high school, I was part of like five clicks and nobody could ever figure that out. Part of it was because I didn't want the other guys to beat me up. But you know, the <laughs> bottom line is, you know, like those guys could fight, we could fight, but it was like, I'm going to be friends with both of them. Um, that's a true story. I one guy said to me, you need to find new friends. I'm like, I'll be friends with you. And they were like, okay. Um, so, you know, the bottom line is you just have to introduce yourself and you look in there. If there's clicks, people are there to network. Once there's a break, I talk about um, open conversations and closed conversations where people are kind of like in their, like they're in this groove. But if they're stepped out a little bit like this, man, they're, they're there to network. Most of those people are there to talk to you. Mm -hmm. um, don't be ashamed. I always go up to a person standing alone too. That's mm -hmm. the, there's a guy, there's a lawyer that's here who's very prominent now. And I was at his first ever networking event. He was standing by himself at the breakfast table at the chamber of commerce. 
And I walked up to him and I said, hey, how you doing? I'm John. He says, I am Paul. I'm like, good. And how are you? He goes, I'm nervous as hell. It's my first event just out of law school. Um, Paul's got like 10 attorneys working for him now and he's got a great successful law firm. You know, that was probably 20 something years ago. Wow. And so I like to go up to the people who are standing by themselves. That's yeah, great. that's pretty cool. And the you talk know, track funny. really changes, oh, Eric. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt here, but the, no, I know you directly asked me what's the talk track. It really depends on where we're at, what we're doing. There's no script. Like, I don't like scripts, I like bullet points. Even, you know, when we were cold calling, I remember this guy, he says to me from Sharp Electronics, he says, you must read this word for word. And I read that thing. I was like, I'm not saying any of that. And I <laughs> scheduled more appointments than everybody else. And they were like, oh, that's great. Tell us what you said. And I was like, I just used this word, that word, you know, like I picked like a speed reader. Mm -hmm. Like I picked certain words and use those words in my own language. I don't think there's a script. I think there's, you use them as guidelines. Same thing with networking. You got to go up what's going on at the event. You know, Hey, how long have you been involved with the chamber of commerce <laughs> and stuff like that? Yeah. What am I supposed to say now though, is the, uh, <laughs> the problem with just, scripts, right? If you get thrown a small curve, it's like, uh, I, I'm lost. I've got nothing to add here. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, and I know some people love scripts, but I like bullet points. I think it's good to have some things you want to cover, but not a big yeah. script guy. Well, one of the things human. you mentioned earlier, I think it might have been Eric, is why do you think people don't call? And I know from experience, because I didn't always know uh, to get one or two conversations in an, at an event. You know, I thought you grabbed as many cards as you could. Yeah. And, you know, so when you get 20 cards, you're looking through them and you're saying, who are these people? I don't remember any of the conversations. And then time goes by, you go to another event, you get 20 more cards, and now you got 40, and you don't remember any of those people. And it just eventually, that entire stack of cards ends up in recycle. So doing it, you know, where so you get true. one or two conversations, you make a note on the card. You know, I spoke to John about, you know, the roofing industry or UFC fighting or whatever it was. And then you have something to call back on, right? Where you now know the person, it's relatable, and you can have a conversation and you kind of pick up where you left off. Is that kind of the way, John? 100%. Now, my card, my darn business card, I got my new card. You can't write on the back of it. I was kind of laughing. People would turn it over to write on. I'm like, oh, shoot. I. I guess I didn't give them a spot to write. So, um, but I did make sure that the front you could write, right? So that it wasn't that glossy. Like I, I'm a big stickler on that. You got to be able to run on a card, but I think it's we just important. came up with a great idea for a business card. It might be a post-it note with your uh, name and number <laughs> exactly, on it. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Here it is, stick it on your forehead, right? Don't forget the call. Um, so no, I mean, I think the biggest thing is, I think the reason people don't call is that fear of rejection. I think we were talking about it before we went live here. You know, <clears throat> that's the biggest sales hurdle in my opinion. If a salesperson doesn't know how to handle rejection, they should not be in sales. If they take it personal, here's what I give myself 24 hours, that's it. If I lose a deal or if I can't get through to somebody or something happens, um, I'm only allowed to take that personal for 24 hours after that. I know that it's business is business. I need to move on and handle it. You know, you just gotta go, you can't, you're, you will not be successful in sales if you hold on to that and think it's personal. But I think the biggest thing is people are that fear of that rejection or, you know, they take too many cards, right? They Like Harry was just saying, um, or shoot, what did I say to this person? And you should call back within 48 to 72 hours. 
because it's fresh. Dude, I'm mind. so guilty. It's not even freaking funny. I, uh, <laughs> so I've been to like, I've just been, you know, I'm new to the area. I recently moved and this is on my desk. <laughs> and he's holding a stack of business cards. I'm, about stack an of business card. I'm like, cause I was looking at him like literally this morning. I'm like, Oh, I wonder who I should call from here. <laughs> So why didn't you call though, right? Because you don't know where to start. You got all no, these cards. I'm busy. I, honestly, <laughs> I'm busy. Like I don't have time to call these people and go have lunches and breakfast right now. Well, here's He's the podcasting thing, for here, quite yeah, a while. Let me tell right. you, this is the best thing I, about COVID, though, right? I can no, have so many more meetings because now people. Well, it's starting to get back. Thank goodness, because I was just at this conference and I was so glad it, there wasn't that many people there. As to, I think there was like 800, and usually there's like three thousand right so but the best part with covid was nobody wanted to meet you in person so i didn't have to spend 30 minutes driving you 30 minutes back an hour with you it's two hours so i was able to hit all these what i call referral partner meetings pretty quickly but you have to set that time apart where you say all right today i'm going to call these five listen you're never going to call that whole list eric right let's just be real you're not going to you're not going to go okay but if you take five cards or just say three cards I'm going to call these three. And then you pick the three that, you know, I had to do the same thing. Like there, there you go. You pick I got them two. out. I had them off them. to the side. I said, I got to call these people. Let's All call right, them now. You want to call bring... them together? <laughs> yeah. You want to do it? <laughs> Eric will do it. I'm telling you, you guys are great job. together. I love that. Yeah. Stuff, right. I mean, John, John, first of all, is your all personality. And I can see you going to a chamber event and just, you know, being totally bold, looking for the most important person. What about people who are a little more introverted than you? What advice can you give them? Get a desk job. No, (laughs) (laughs) don't sell. I mean, look, I think some people can change, right? I mean, I I know someone who, who, you know, Harry, who is, I don't want to say she was an introvert, but she definitely was not the networking person that she is today. By, by mm-hmm. all means, right? Yeah. She kind of was in her little box. Uh, I don't have permission to say who she is, so I'm not gonna say who it is, but there's a particular person that, that we both know that she yeah. was not a networker. And she came to me and she says, hey, I wanna learn how to network. So we talked about networking for a couple of years and she still didn't wanna do it the way I was telling her. And then when she finally said, you know, this might work the way John is saying, basically it was, if you only pick one or two, even for an introvert, right? You know, and I don't like to go to, like, listen, I'm not a big night event guy. So I like the chamber breakfast or, or networking breakfast. I'm not a big evening guy when it comes to networking events because probably an hour into it, they're, they're drunk and I just don't want to deal with it. I just want to get out of there. Um, so, but if you go to an event, you say, I'm just going to meet one person and that's it. Meet one person and leave. That event could pay for itself. Mm-hmm. And, and people don't realize that. It's not about getting to meet it. So if you're sort of an introvert, my suggestion is if that's okay, because I've seen people be very successful, but play to that, right? So know that, okay, I'm not going to be good at going around the room, meeting 10 people, but if I'm going to go there and meet one person, that's it. Get that person's card and go home. Um, It's simple. I used to go to events. I had a 30, it was called the 30 minute drill. People used to say to me, you can't do this, John. I said, I'm going to go to an event. I'm going to go there for 30 minutes. I'm going to get more out of the event than you. And they never understood that. It's because I went there for a mission. I knew I was going to meet someone that called all my same clients. And that was it. I went there and I talked to each person 10, 15 minutes, 10 minutes each. Out the door I went and did an immediate follow-up. Um, I'll tell you what's still underrated or 
no, not rated anymore. It's handwritten thank you notes too. Mm-hmm. The problem is getting out of their address, where the heck they're at now. That's the only issue that there is. But yeah. I don't know if that answered your question, Harry, but I'm a, I'm a big believer in people no, can change, but there's great. also a piece of that, right? Yeah. I mean, some, I mean, I'm, I may think of myself sometimes as an extrovert, but I know that I'm sitting in the parking lot trying to get courage to go into places that that's who I am. I mean, I'm still, you know, palms are sweaty. Like, I don't know anybody. I know I got to do this. This is the thing to do. And that's what I'm telling myself that. And then, you know, I put on a different persona when I go in. Right. Isn't I mean, so it's a little bit of an act for me. Um, but you know, whatever it takes, you know, even if it's the act is you're just picturing yourself as, someone that lights up the room versus the person that's, you know, more of a wallflower. Yeah. I, I also think we all put on an act though, right? Like if we, uh, to a certain extent, mm-hmm. I mean, if I go into an event, just being me a hundred percent and I had a bad day, yeah, I might not be good. Right. So you got to go in and, you know, take a deep breath, put whatever it is personally that you have out of, out of the way and, and, and move on. I mean, I've been the events the day, you know, the same day, two hours after I lost one of my biggest deals ever. And I had to go in that event, like I'm the hero and I'm the man. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. you know, I was acting right. I went all I wanted to do was go home and, you know, cry. You know, I didn't want yeah. to be at no event. I was, I thought I was a loser, you know, in that mindset, you know, so I didn't even get 24 hours in that one. I think I got 30 minutes. I, you know, I got, you know, so sorry for myself and they're like all right well you know what can i do different and you walk in that i think we all act a little bit i think you have to because if you bring in all your personal life can you imagine right (laughs) no how are you today good point oh well my dog vomited on my bed you know nobody wants to hear that right Right. that's true (laughs) nope a good point you know but i also don't want to be completely fake right right it's like les brown said 90 percent don't care and the other 10% glad it happened to you. So <laughs> John knows Les Brown. That's right. Love Les. I owe a lot. What's to what's the Les Brown story, John? Oh my God, there's a few, but the best Les Brown story, I think I might have shared this with. So I hired Les Brown to help me when I first started. And uh it was it was uh I was going to this event and and you know we were on this coaching call thing and I said I'm concerned that I only get you know I was supposed to get like 40 minutes or something and then they said they called me up the day before and they said listen you only get 15 minutes and I was like in this panic mode like I had this whole thing ready to go for my speaking so it just so happened that I was able to get a hold of Les and I said to him I said um, I said, I'm nervous. This is what happened. I said, I'm going to have to cancel. And, and he basically said, uh, Hey man, if you can't get your message across in two minutes, you need to come up with a new message. And then I heard a dial tone. That was, you know, it's like, what the hell is that? Um, so that's my Les Brown story. He taught me the other thing I'll tell you that Les Brown told us a story was when he presented in front of one person, this made something made and still makes a difference to me to this day was that he was told he was going to present there was only one person in the room and he went through his whole presentation and uh like if the room was full and that one person sitting in the room had he was either a president or he's a ceo or something of cnn and that's how he got his gig on cnn wow and, uh, he made that person feel like he was the most important person in the room because he was the only person <laughs> what the heck why was only one person in a room for less big conference well he wasn't known yet right he wasn't oh, okay. known yet 
There's a big conference. Right. You know, hey, listen, for us, me, I get it, right? Let's, That's when yeah, I go out to the lobby, though, and bring people in. Hey, you should hear this guy speaking, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this little no-name guy. Yeah. Hey, watch yeah. the little jokes. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little known. No, <laughs> you know oh, what gotcha, I mean. gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry, what's, uh, what's been kind of successful for you with networking? You've been doing quite a bit of that lately. Yeah, so I learned a lot from John. Uh, in all honesty, John and uh, someone he's very close to, I know. Um, so I used to be of the similar mindset at many are when they start networking. It's, you know, who can I sell to? Who, who's going to help me? How am I going to grow my business? And when I went to networking events, I didn't make any relationships. Uh, and I can see why looking back. Um, but I didn't know any better. And I didn't go long enough because I said, this is a waste of time. I'm not in control of my own destiny. I've got to go. I want a targeted list of accounts and I pursued things differently. Fast forward years and years. I see how networking is done the right way. And it's, to me, it's all, it's all giving. So it's not, what am I going to get out? How am I going to help others? And if I, you know, my mind is not on what is the return going to, to be. I mean, I did something this past year um, where I joined a group and I said, I'm just going to give, I don't even care. I don't even care about the ROI. Let's just do it. And almost every week I started giving some advice because been in sales for years and most networking events, people just talk about themselves. So I started bringing up, why not talk about a story, something that makes you unique, not just what you sell. And so the more I started doing that, the more people started to listen and guess what? Referrals started coming in. And I was never, honestly, never looking for the referrals. My my give was, I think I could help these people be better branders, better personal branders and have a better story to tell and not just what they do. So that's kind of worked out. What do you think? That's awesome. That? Well, I love it. And I mean, I see the, the kind of the fruits of your labor, right? I mean, you get in speaking engagements, you're being asked to run mastermind groups, you're being asked to facilitate certain meetings. I mean, it's all coming back because you're giving and people want more of what you give. Now, with that in mind, if you're giving a sales pitch, nobody wants more of it. That's why they're not calling you back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, that, and right. you know, yeah. you hit the nail on the head, Harry. I think you know a lot of people. That's all they do, right? And you go into these. If I go to a chamber event, I'm not going there looking for anything. I'm going to who can I help? You know, one of the first things I'll do at a chamber event is I'll walk up to the front desk and say, "Hey, how can I help you?" And and they mean, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Do you need any help? Do you need?" Some, and I hate selling raffle tickets, but you know, whatever. You know, so I try to make sure someone's already selling raffle tickets before I ask. Them. So I was like, "Hey, do you need any help with anything? Do you need?" You know, and and you'll be surprised. And that, you know, like I think Eric, you asked me earlier, how you go to an event, you don't know anybody. The best way to get to know somebody is go up to the event, whoever's at the desk, and say, "Hey, I'm kind of new here. Um, you know, do you need help with anything?" And volunteering, like being part of the ambassador committee, is where I started. Cause I was told to, right. They said, Hey, you should be an ambassador of the chamber. And then I don't know, however many years later I was ended up being the chairman of the board, but I served on all these different committees, get involved. People that don't get involved in the organization trying to give back to, or, you know, build their brand. I don't look as networking as always getting or giving businesses. It's also about building your brand. 
you know, being out there, we do a lot of golf tournament stuff and we sponsor stuff, but you know, that's about branding. If I get, if I, we sponsor a golf tournament, Palm Beach North Chamber. It's this Friday at Sand Hill Crane. Uh, foursomes are still available. Uh, there's my quick pitch. <laughs> but, um, you know, one of the things is that I'm not there to, you know, so I'm, I'm, it's not about getting any business out of that. It's the branding piece. And people have a tendency to think that they're always going to get something when they sponsor an event like that. Just it's branding, you know. And uh, I, I'm a true believer, too. And when you're there. You know, just have a conversation with people. I and mean, if you start talking about, if I start, if I got on here and was just telling you all about what we do at R&R Industries, you've been like, cut this guy off in 20 minutes because you're tired of hearing it. But if you start talking about real life stuff that's going on and how to build your business through networking, you know, it's just be yourself. Just be who you are um, and, and do what you say you're going to do. Like, don't, don't promise people you're going to do something. I love it when people say, Oh, I'll call you. I'll send you that guy's name. And then you never get it. And then you see him at another event. They go, Oh yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Heard it right. on. Yeah. Time. You got me, you got me rethinking it. I went to a local chamber event not too long ago and I met the president of the chamber and we had a conversation. I said, you know what? You sounds like you got a really amazing kind of career path. We'd love to interview on our podcast, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, she's like, Oh great. Yeah. Give me your card. Very interested. I'll give you a call. Give him a card. Obviously, no call whatsoever, but the sales guy there continues to call. And it's as if like, I, I have, you know, like I'm, I promised him, like I would join a chamber. Hey, Eric, just uh, need to know where to send you the link so you can sign up. And by the way, if you, you know, if you sign up today, you'll have your name on some whatever. But the problem was when I went to this event, I really did not meet many people that sell to my ideal clients. Mm -hmm. So I'm not sold on this chamber. So, and, yeah, and let me. I love I love this conversation. Anyway. Well, why join the chamber though, right? Like, is it just to get business? What is it? Is it the branding? Is it to have a voice? I think you really need to look at why, right? So, listen, my corporate office is in Daytona. Why am I going to join the Palm Beach North Chamber? We're trying to build our company down here, and we're going to open an office in Palm Beach County, but not today. No, I, I joined the chamber so I have a voice. One of the big, and you got to figure out what that particular chamber is good for, right? Some chambers will give you a voice through uh, advocacy in legislative issues. So it's not just you. What is it? Are they are they really an event company that's guised as a chamber? You know, there's some chambers that are like that, that do nothing but events, but have no legislative issues, right? No, or le no legislative uh, initiatives. Um, you know, most of the chambers in Palm Beach County are pretty legislative driven, uh, Martin County too. So I know that I have a voice. I could go there and say, hey, this is what I believe. Can you help me? And they'll help me with that. Um, so you really want to look at why do you want to join the chamber? What, what are you looking to get out of it? it I really haven't thought beyond the networking piece. I really haven't. Maybe I'm just thinking too I think small. networking is like 12%, believe it or not, 12 And I forget what the exact number is, but we did this big study. And I think it's like 12% um, is the reason people join the chamber is the networking piece. Can you believe that? That's a hard one yeah. to believe. What was what was the highest reason? Was the biggest reason they joined? Um, of advocacy. Really? So in other words, yeah. So like if you. But it wasn't like business chamber, owners either. I can't, I can't imagine a sales rep is. You're at the in wrong advocacy. event. Yeah, at Maybe the I was wrong at the event. wrong event. Yeah. So if you're gonna join a chamber, don't join as a regular member. You join as a trustee. You got to go where the business owners are. You look at what the, I join trustees at every chamber that I'm a member of. 
You know why? Because that's where the business owners are. Those are the people that I need to talk to. You know. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So the so chambers have different levels. There's a trustee level, and that's the business owners. Yeah, some people call it President's Club or whatever it may be. But you know, you listen. You go to a business after hours. I bet you, if there's a hundred people in that room, five, maybe ten, are decision makers. That's it. You go to the chamber breakfast, or you go to the higher end events. That's where you're going to find decision makers. You're not going to find them at the most of them at the business after hours. You'll find some. You'll find some, but most of them, no. Like, and I'm not going to pick on any particular chambers, but there's a chamber that I won't go to their breakfast because, and I won't go to their after hours very much. But man, every chance I get to go to their luncheon, that's where I want to be, because that's where the, the decision makers are. So you got to find out where the decision makers go in the chamber. They're there. You just got to find them. Yeah, and that's what I love about you. You're kind of, you're very intentional with it. You're intentional with your networking. And I think that's what's been missing for me. It's either I'm networking or I'm not networking and kind of threw everybody in the same networking bucket. Had no idea that there's so much more to it than just that. So I appreciate it. You've taught me something today. No problem. And if you want to talk offline about whatever chamber or something, I don't want to ever want to throw any chambers under the bus. There's good chambers, there's bad chambers. There's, listen, there's great networking groups. There's bad networking groups. I think like, you know, there's there's networking groups out there that are really, really strict. And I think that's good for some people. And then there's networking groups that are so loose. Who cares if you show up? I think that might be good for some people. I don't know. It really depends on what it is that you're looking for. You know, but I yeah, think give me your card. I'll follow up with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, hey, check is in. I mean, the, the card is in the mail <laughs> with my thank you card to the address I can't find for you, Eric. <laughs> oh, that's too funny. Oh, that's that's awesome. yeah, All right, so, so helpful, John. John, let me ask you one more question before we wrap this up. There's there are people sure. who are avoiding networking because they are introverts. And by the way, there's been studies done like there's this stigma that the most extroverted people are automatically awesome salespeople. And that is just, that can be further from the truth. Actually, the studies that have been done, it's like if you had from zero to a hundred of introvert is at zero and extroverts at a hundred, some of the best salespeople would be like at a 48. They're more yeah. introverted because they listen better. They're not all about like extroverts are all about themselves. They want to talk. They want to be the center of attention the introvert is really what you want to be. So if you're introverted, you're probably really going to be pretty good at selling, but you might, you may not be comfortable like Harry was, you know, palm sweating, sitting in a car to actually go and start the conversation. So just because you're not, you know, don't judge, don't no. judge a fish by the way it climbs a tree. Right. So how do we get those introverts in front of more people? Well, first of all, I think Harry is, I'm just going to say this, Harry's probably going to go, what are you talking about? Harry's uncomfortable until he, kn he knows he knows somebody in the room, but once he's in the room, he's fine. Once he knows, oh, there's five people I know there, I'm going to be great. But it's the people. So there's a lot of people like that. When you walk into that first event, listen, I get like that. I get nervous. I walk into an event and I'm like, gosh, I don't know anybody in here. And then maybe... 50, 60% of the time, it's like, oh, I remember you from 20 years ago and you know somebody there or you relate to somebody. But I think you're right about the whole study thing where look, the best salespeople are the salespeople that talk the least, okay? Because they get that opportunity to, to listen for the opportunity to ask for the sale. 
I think that's the biggest problem with people that talk too much. I, I was out with somebody and, and uh, they said to me, holy cow, you are so different when we were in front of that person, the, the decision maker. I'm like, yeah, I'll just, I just say, here's, here's the paperwork sign here. And, and it was pretty much it. Like he asked a few questions and I said, all right, so if I do that for you today, is there any other reason you're not going to move forward with me? And then you move the paper over and you shut up, right? You just keep your mouth shut. People will talk yourself out of a sale. It's kind of the same way in networking. You'll talk your way out of getting an appointment with somebody because all you do is talk. Like you hear me talk like crazy for what, an hour. But if I'm in a sales meeting, um, no, nah, man, I, I want to be really, really, really quiet. I want to listen. So I know when that opportunity comes up to ask you for the sale. Same thing with networking. If you go into a networking event, you listen. And once that opportunity comes up that it sounds like we're going to be able to help each other, that's when I ask for that time to grab coffee for you, even a phone call or a Zoom meeting or whatever it may be. But for the introverts, it doesn't hurt to just go in and get one person. Right? It really doesn't. Just meet one person and then leave. Give you that self that permission to leave. Just say, all right, I got my one card. I'm out. When I trained salespeople and did consulting for them, I would tell them, if you have more than two cards, I'm going to charge double my fee. Go in, get two cards and go home. You know, they would say, I don't have time to network. Like you just said, I'm too busy. Well, did you have to cold call this month? Because I'll teach you a way you don't have to cold call. But the key is that you need to really just make sure that you utilize your time properly. I don't know if that answered the question or not. Kind of, You hit me on the sales thing with but introverts and, intro, and extroverts because I agree. Harry and I know someone that used to work for him. That guy wouldn't shut up, and that's why he couldn't sell. <laughs> he's, the, he, you know, he's been in the business for 20 years and knew everything, knew everybody. But, you know, we, I always used to joke and say that guy couldn't close a door if it had a sign on it that said, close me this way. <laughs> uh, I know how it is. And I'm a high I, high D. I know, Harry, you were talking today on LinkedIn about taking a disc test. I'm like high I, high D, but it depends on it, it's situationally. So, like, mm. when I'm in the sales role, it's an I, but as soon as I'm the buyer, it's a D. And they just go up. So like when there's, when it's somebody talking. Or the I podcast host or the podcast, or the podcast host. host. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a high eye there, Harry. Harry thinks yeah, I dominate and I talk disc. too much. And here's the no, best part great, about man. this. You. you ready? Here's, and I tell this people all the time because I'm that whole disc certified, you know, whatever they call it. I forget what they call it now. But it, listen, the best part about disc, this is what it taught me. How do I sell to those other people? Right. right. How, how do you sell to a D? How do you sell on INS or C, whatever it may be? That was all I care. I didn't care about. I didn't. I don't. I disagreed with that thing. I'm not a high I. I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm, you're not like that. You're definitely no, a high I'm not I. at all. Everyone yeah, else yeah, is. Right. No, it's right. just stupid. But I took that thing, you know, but I took it and started trying to analyze. Well, what is that guy? What is he? So I know how to sell to that person and to mirror them. Right. Mirror how they because if you're sitting there with a high d and you're uh, an s you're in big trouble or a c you're you're done you're not going to close the deal right but if you mirror unless you adjust bit, the way you're selling absolutely correct. right that's yeah. correct i uh, actually I'll, have a uh, free ebook on how to sell using disc and it goes through exactly that yeah. um if you want i'll send it to you afterwards i, I would love that I, i'll hand it out to my uh sales team seriously because i think th th listen th th my uh my wife will tell you we were on an appointment together and this guy was obnoxious and, and she's looking at me like, I can't believe you're talking to this guy like this. Well, we walked out with a signed agreement and she says, I can't believe that guy just bought from you. You were just rude to that guy. 
I'm like, well, yeah, he was rude to me. And I just flat out, I mean, I literally told the guy, look, this is what it is. You don't like it. I'll go somewhere. I don't have time to sit here and argue with you. That's the best I can do. Are you going to buy or not? And now <laughs> you can't sell that way to everybody, right? right? You, you, I mean, if I sold that way to someone that wasn't that crazy dominant, like I'm going to run you, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, and we could talk about sales all day long. I, I love that stuff. But because the minute the salesperson lose control of the sales appointment, they're, they're done. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So yeah, so well, good deal. Harry, guys. any big takeaways or questions or? Uh, yeah, I think this is a huge, huge benefit to me personally as far as networking. I think you as well. I mean, the whole idea about being intentional and looking at, you know, what is the strategy? It's not don't just go. I mean, if you're not doing anything, go right. <laughs> but after you've gone, then have more strategy. Uh, find either the decision makers and find people that are calling in the same space so that uh, you guys can work together and you know, develop relationships with people that are going to help, you know, you both earn business. And then, you know, being involved in the community. I mean, what John said, as far as the advocacy uh, of the chamber, um, I know that John's, uh, he's done a lot. He's well known uh, in, in the county in which he lives and the, not only is that great for business, but it's also great for giving to others. So thank you, John Carr, for uh, spending some quality time with us today. It's really amazing. My pleasure. Can I, I want to say and end on one thing here with that. When you go and you're networking and, you know, I talked about just calling on the people that call on the same people. If you have that opportunity to be there with a decision maker, don't sell them. Ask them about them. Ask them about their business. Ask them about how you can get them more business. The sale will come. The sale right. will come. So if you're in front of the decision maker, I, I can't talk to you, Harry, because you're, you know, you're a guy. You don't call on the same clients. I mean, no, you, I'll talk to you, have a conversation with you, but build a relationship with you. People mm-hmm. do business with who they know, like, and trust. Get them to know you, man. Don't, don't try yeah. to sell them right away. Love it. I'm going to make All right, four awesome. calls after this. Three to the people I met and one to the chamber guy. I got these cards right Excellent. here. All right, John. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank really you, guys. Appreciate where it. can people find John Carr? Where, where, uh, where can people find you, John? At a chamber event. No. <laughs> <laughs> at a chamber event near you. Or some nonprofit board he, meeting, right? He, no. Um, the best way to find me is John at RRIFL.com. That's John at RRIF as in Frank, L as in Larry.com. That's the best spot to find me. Awesome. Or I'm awesome. on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. You know, even though I said social media is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you Thanks, normally have got a Miami uh, jersey on, Miami Dolphin jersey or something. Got that right. Or a golf club. Or Tampa Thanks Bay. Because I wear, us, John. I wear a 12 Tampa Bay. He's a, nom- he's a big Tom Brady <laughs> fan, I hear, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Number 13, right. baby. Have a great one, everyone. Likewise, my From here to there, you're gonna grow because you've listened to our show. If you like our podcast vibe, don't be a stranger. Hit subscribe. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to join the B2B Sales Secrets Facebook group and we'll see you on the next episode.